I'm Alan Weiss, and this is The Uncomfortable Truth. Today's topic is chutzpah. That's not chutzpah, a chutzpah. It's chutzpah. means nerve. Not the right kind of nerve, like aggressive nerve. For example, a woman emailed me just yesterday and said, you may not remember me, that was an understatement, but you mentored me 10 years ago. I have no recollection of her. She didn't stay active in my community. She didn't attend any workshops. She didn't involve herself any further with me. Never even bought a a book after that. And that's okay. But why would I remember her? And then she said, I have this particular issue right now. And she went on for three paragraphs with her issue, her problem, to get some business. And she said, what advice would you give me? And I said to her, I do not coach for free. I tell everyone that. Now, sometimes I offer my advice for free to somebody who really needs it, but I don't do it when people just write and assume I will give it to them. She wrote back and said, I assumed having paid you 10 years ago, I had access to you permanently. I said, do you really believe that for $3,500, which was the price back then for six months, you would have lifetime access to me? Please, who are you kidding? Chutzpah. There's a guy in Connecticut who's part of my community, David, and he rips me off, steals stuff shamelessly, plagiarizes shamelessly. And so I threw him out. I took him off all my newsletters and threw him out of my community. He doesn't have access to my sites. And he writes me and he says, I should still be allowed on your forum. I want what I paid for. Yeah, you didn't pay for anything. Chutzpah. Do you know that Amazon has circular client service logic? You can't find what you need. In my case, it was the fact that um, I never received a book they sent. And I went to their customer service links, and it gave me choices. How to return a book. What if a book is damaged? What if you ordered the wrong book? There are about 12 choices, but none of, none of them covered. I didn't receive the book at all. And then there was another link for some kind of special query. Long story short is you couldn't get to even an email. Now, I'm not talking human beings. Even an email site that would allow you to list your complaint that you didn't receive the book. Banks are just wonderful at chutzpah. I have two homes. I have a home I live in and a home I rent out. And I rent out the home, which is about five minutes away, because I keep the carriage house, which is quite large, for my model train layout. And I have one garage bay there with the three garages. And I rent out the house, and it's been rented continually for the three years I've owned it. And that rental pays the mortgage. So it works out just fine. The mortgage payments are due at the same time. And they are sent to me separately for each house at the same time by TD Bank. And so I I wrote out one check covering both payments, indicated it was for two, and drew arrows to two different account numbers on the check. And about three or four weeks later, I got an overdue notice threatening me with uh, reports to credit card company, what credit score companies, and so on, because while I had paid two months of one of my mortgages, I was a month overdue on the other. And so when I called them to straighten this out, the person insisted I was in arrears until I told her I had the canceled check from TD on my computer screen from my bank account electronically, and I could send this to her immediately. And she told me I would have to hang on. She'd need approval. 
And I told her that I wasn't hanging on and I don't care what approval she needed and that I was an investment customer and she could talk to the investment people who handle my accounts. Can you imagine the bank makes the mistake and then they want to put me through more hoops to jump? AT&T and Cox, which are now related, are both great at chutzpah because they send you a note informing you your payment is due in just a few days, irrespective of the fact that you've already paid it. They don't care. They assume you're no good. They're going to dun you because you might not pay it. And so they assume we're all evil. They assume we're all deadbeats. And they send you these notices. That takes a lot of nerve. Now, I'll tell you who's even worse. I used to use the Washington Speakers Bureau. I guess I should use their initials, right, for safety. Washington Speakers Bureau to hire high-priced speakers for my various high-end events. And I would get people like Dan Pink and James Carville and folks like that. These are not inexpensive speakers, right? But I was happy to get them, and they were well worth it. The speakers were fabulous. However, and the service from Washington Speakers was awful. And when my key contact left, or he got promoted or transferred, and this other guy took his place... It got awful. And at one point, his financial assistant or whoever she was kept dunning me for a bill that wasn't due. And she said, it's due in three weeks. It's due in two weeks. It's due in one week. And I finally wrote her a letter and I told her just what I thought about that practice, that I was a customer. I had never been late and I resented it. I told her I never wanted to hear from her again. Well, this guy got all up on his high horse, yada, yada, yada. Maybe there was a relationship there. Uh, And, uh, He said, you can't talk to people like this and so forth. I said, fair enough. I won't talk to anybody. I'm out of here. And so they lost all this high-priced business after that because they too assumed I was a deadbeat. They had the chutzpah to believe that nobody really was going to pay on time. They'd better remind you. My representatives in Congress, not all of them, some of them, and in the state legislature, and you've seen this too, suddenly send you a newsletter starting about three months before the elections. They never sent a newsletter for the other two years or six years in their terms of office. They send you a newsletter as though they're your best buddy a couple of months before the election when they need your money and they need your vote. That's incredible nerviness. It's, there's no respect for your intelligence. We realize that you don't normally do that. You're just doing it because you want our money and our votes. Stop it. My other congressman, who's fabulous, he talks to me all the time, has lunch with me. I have no problem giving him whatever he needs. I love the server in the restaurant who doesn't bother with us because her family is at another table and she spends all her time yakking with her family instead of serving the table she's meant to serve. That takes a lot of nerve. At the Providence train station here, I go up to a guy who is very ornery, very fussy and very ornery. And I said, I can't read your blackboards back there. I'd like a sandwich to take on the train with me because I knew I didn't like the menu they were going to have on the train that day. And he says to me in a very disturbed manner, well, what do you want? You know, can't, you want me to read you the menus? I said, no, can't you make something up for me? He said, he slaps down a paper menu and he says, here, here's our menu, read it. And I said to him, Listen, just put a sandwich together. Use your imagination. You know what you got, any kind of meat. And then he says, I don't eat meat. How would I know? Chutzpah and stupidity. A woman turns up late at a Broadway play in the row in front of us, steps on people's feet, makes a fuss. The the play is going on, finally plops down in her seat, middle of the row, and takes out her phone and makes a call. 
People want free advice, and they justify it by telling me they've read, not necessarily purchased, just read, two of my books. Well, that's wonderful. That certainly entitles you to thousands of dollars of advice, having read my books, which you probably took out of a library or borrowed or stole. One guy got really mad at me once. Can you imagine? And he said, I have six of your books upstairs. I'm going up and throwing them out. I will show you. I said, wait, wait, don't do that. He said, no. I said, no, I don't think that's sufficient punishment. Go out and buy 10 more of my books and then throw 16 out. You'll feel much better. I meet a woman on a cruise. We, cruises are supposed to sit together, you know, commonly. I hate this. But these nice people we met invited us to the table. And there's this other woman. And she said, you know, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a consultant. And she said rather dismissively, well, that's no way to make a living, is it? I could buy and sell her and I could buy and sell the boat. People walk up and tell me, you know, I wouldn't want a car like yours. Who the hell asked you? And when somebody says something like that, it means they're trying to atone and compensate for the fact they can't afford a car like mine. But I don't care what their taste is. You don't need to like my cars, but you needn't tell me either. I love the phrase of recording, your call is very important to us. No, it's not. That's chutzpah. If if my call were important to you, you'd have enough operators to staff the damn phone lines. I also love the lack of respect for our intelligence. Please listen to the entire recording. Our options have changed. They haven't changed. You just don't want us to try to get to the operator too fast and talk to a human because we might disturb you. I don't like anyone with the nerve to say to me, there you go, instead of thank you. At this coffee shop in town, the woman who works Saturday mornings, doesn't matter how much you spend or how long the wait is, pushes it at you and says, there you go. I also can't stand no worries instead of you're welcome. But, you know, this is the uncomfortable truth. And that reminds me of the final chutzpah example I want to tell you about today, and that is anybody who insinuates that their dog is better looking or smarter than mine. That, my friends, is the uncomfortable truth.